Our experiences in life often give us new perspectives on stories in Scripture. Our shared experience of the pandemic can help us see and appreciate the healing stories in the Gospel passage today in a deeper way. Both the woman with the hemorrhage and the daughter who appears to have died were unclean in the eyes of the Jewish community of the time. They were not to be touched. The woman with the hemorrhage was ritually unclean, an outcast. The touch of such a person would make you ritually unclean. Likewise, touching a dead body would make you unclean. In other words, you were supposed to social distance from these people. We have all just lived through an experience of needing to social distance from each other. Indeed, we are still living through it in some situations. Especially early in the pandemic, everyone you encountered was potentially unclean. Do you remember the fear you might have felt passing someone on the sidewalk or the grocery store? But more importantly, for the sake of relating to the passage today, each one of us was potentially unclean. What we were feeling about people walking past us, they were feeling about us. In the healing stories today, it is touching Jesus or being touched by Jesus that heals the woman and the girl. It is a physical touch that restores them. Now, social distancing helps keep us and others physically safe, and it is critical for making sure we don't overwhelm the medical system. But there is a cost in the lack of human touch and interaction, especially for those who live alone. I did a burial at the height of the pandemic, and the daughter of the woman who died said, my mom died not of COVID, but of the loneliness and isolation of the pandemic. It's complicated, right? Because that isolation was necessary. Otherwise, her mom and many others in her care facility may have died of COVID without that social distancing. But still, human touch is so important to our well-being. And I realized that's one of the things I missed the most throughout the height of the pandemic was not shaking hands or hugging people I knew outside of my household. A little over a month ago, I uh, ran into a, a friend I hadn't seen in about a year and a half, and, and she said, can I give you a hug? And I said, sure, so we hugged, and then she triumphantly said, hug number eight. <laughs> she had been tracking all of her 
hugs since vaccination. I thought that was really great. Now, the key to these healing stories is not just that they were physically healed, not just that the woman's hemorrhages stopped or that the girl who was dead or sleeping awoke, but that Jesus also restored them to the community. They were no longer unclean. One writer commenting on Jesus' healing said, the full realization of health encompasses bodies, souls, and the relationships that join us to communities and places. That's what health is. So much of the work of this church during the pandemic has been trying to sustain relationships and our sense of community when we had to be physically apart because it is so critical to being a healthy church. And it is why we continue to offer a hybrid of in-person and online worship. A parishioner who joins us online weekly recently said to me, every Sunday I'm in the front pew. The community uh, aspect of health and healing cannot be overstated, which might be why they call it public health. Jesus' radical vision for community, church, and the kingdom is on full display in the gospel today. Notice how the healing of the woman with the hemorrhage is sandwiched within the story of Jairus and his sick daughter. Jesus is on his way to heal the daughter of the leader of the synagogue. But he takes his time to interact with the woman with the hemorrhage. This outcast woman is just as important to Jesus as the daughter of the leader of the synagogue. He even calls that woman daughter. So Jesus' healing interrupts the social hierarchy and understands that health and healing has to be for the entire society for it actually to be whole and to be healthy. Jesus stopping and asking who touched me and speaking with the woman is a very important part of the message in this gospel story. Jesus stops and spends his time with her, and the message is that Jesus always has time for you. He is never too busy to listen to you and to be present with you. In this is a challenge and a call for each of us can we make time for others in need, regardless of their status? I read of a study once where seminarians were asked to prepare a sermon on Jesus' acts of compassion and mercy, and then were scheduled to come to the chapel at different times to give that sermon. 
and the people who did the study had someone dressed up like a homeless person just outside the chapel asking the seminarian for some help as they came in to give their sermon on Jesus' compassion and mercy to test which of them stopped and interacted and which of them were too busy. Now, it's a fairly artificial setting, right? And that may be a common experience. But sadly, I found myself relating to it when I, early uh, after I was ordained and was serving at a church in Santa Barbara, I was due to preach and I was uh, working on a sermon. The, the texts were focused on hospitality. So I was preparing a sermon on hospitality. And a call came in that a priest was needed urgently to come to the hospital for someone who'd been seriously injured. And I thought, I don't have time to go to the hospital. I'm writing this sermon on hospitality. <laughs> and then I kind of thought, wait a minute. That's a little bit of hypocrisy there. But, but <laughs> I actually thought that for a moment. And then I thought, wait a minute. What am I doing here? And went to the hospital. But we have those impulses, right? We're busy. We have things we need to do. If anything, I hope the pandemic has helped us rethink our busyness and our time and our availability to other people. Finally, there is a word of encouragement from Jesus in this passage. He is inviting all of us to persevere. It may feel like this pandemic is largely over, even though it's not completely over. We are still masking in church and other places. I was recently in upstate New York and learned that our border with Canada is closed because they don't have enough vaccines. And we have concerns about new vaccine-resistant strains. To the woman who touched Jesus' clothes, he says, your faith has made you well. She persisted in approaching him and touching him. And when word comes that his daughter has died, Jesus says to Jairus, do not fear, only believe, and claims that she is only sleeping. We are starting to get up from the long slumber of the pandemic. Let us not lose faith, but believe. Follow in Jesus' footsteps and work to foster the full realization of health that encompasses our bodies, our souls, and the relationships that join us together in community. Amen.